This week's show is brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts, helping podcasters get their shows off the ground and running at a low, low cost. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com today to get started. Hit up the contact us section, fill out your information, and your show could be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all your favorite podcast platforms in no time. It's professional-sounding podcast production done the right way at a low rate without you ever having to think about any of the production stuff you don't have to learn how to edit you don't have to learn how to get your show wherever you need it to get to all you have to do is sign up with pretty easy podcasts worry about the content worry about being creative and doing your show your way go to prettyeasypodcast.com. This is the future. This is not the past. The new XFL will kick off in 2020. What the XFL is cooking. It's still football, but it's professional football reimagined. This is our moment, our story to tell. This is history begun. This is the XFL! Welcome, football fans. This is the week of June 2nd, 2019. This is the road to 2020, and this is the XFL Show. I'm Alan. I'm Jake. And I'm Vince. Oh, boy. This week, this week, it is players only. And we're hearing from the prospects themselves, as well as the XFL Director of Player Personnel. It's a jumbo-sized episode 71. Get ready, because this is going to be a doozy. We have, count them, one, two, three, four, five guests for you on one show. I mean, we have guests sometimes, and they're usually really good guests. This week... We are blowing all those shows out of the water with five great guests, guys, because we are going to hear from four players and Eric Galco, the XFL Director of Player Personnel. An amazing week for for us in terms of getting a glimpse into the people who are going to be at the summer showcases putting this league together on the field. Yeah, these players, they were invited to various showcases around the country, not just the first one, are all in the same location. Uh, you know, they, they got a lot of different backgrounds. Some of them are you know, still in the game. Some of them have been out of the game for a little bit, it, it sounds like. But, you know, they've, they've all got the invite. And, uh, you know, we were talking to them and seeing what they're looking forward to and what their background is, what qualifies them for this position. Yes, well, well. All the guys you talked to, Jake, this week got the invite. There is one prospect looking for an invite that we talked to that Vince and I were able to connect with, and we're going to play those interviews for everybody on this week's show, along with our interview at the end with Eric Galco, the director of player personnel, the person who is emailing these players and filling them with hope because we talked to all these guys, Vince, and they all said as soon as they read the email from Eric Galco in the league, I mean, the opportunity, the the moment it hit them hard and they're ready for for a, a, a great challenge in making this league and help building it. That's right, Alan. A, a huge opportunity is an understatement. I mean, you're talking about the, the chance to get paid to play professional football 
in the United States and not just doing that, but also being part of a movement of reimagining the game. That's what they're doing at the XFL, reimagining the game. And these players are so important to to that success, to that mission, because we all know it's going to be about the quality of the play. It's so important. You know, we could talk about new rules all we want. We could talk about X's and O's, but at the end of the day, it's always about the Jimmys and the Joes. And I can't wait to see what these guys do, the particularly ones we talk to in these upcoming showcases, see how they perform, see how they stack up against the rest of the competition. That's what these showcases are all about, competition, finding the best guys to help reimagine the game of football. It's an exciting, exciting moment on the road to 2020. It's all about, you said, the Jimmys, the Joes, and the Eric Galcos, and we're going to get into <laughs> yeah. it here in just a minute. But we want to remind everybody that you can – uh, be heard on this show, not just by us, but by the XFL. They are listening. And if you are a player, if you are a f- or just a fan and you want to be heard by the league, uh, voice your opinion to them on their social media at XFL 2020, but also us uh, at XFL show on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, we're everywhere, and we want to hear from you, your ideas for the league. If you're a player especially, though, I mean, a lot of players use social media to get noticed. It's a great way. And uh, the XFL, even after the summer showcases, man, they're going to be looking for players. So we're going to hear from some guys who are uh, going to be there and and one guy who hasn't gotten the invite yet. And they all have a different story, but one goal in mind, to get to the XFL and help develop this league. Also, we want to remind people that we do have our Patreon, and it is, I mean, chock full of, of maybe the biggest week ever of, of, of content. So much going on, not only with this jumbo size show going up there, early access for our, our listeners on Patreon, but people who give to the Patreon also this week are getting our special May bonus show. Every month we do one big topic, and this one is probably my favorite, Vince ranking of the eight head coaches where we all had our own lists we're compiling them and we're going to run them through the uh the ringer there and the algorithm is going to spit out the ultimate list the countdown of the top eight eight to number one yeah probably the the hottest debate that has been going on uh you know we finally got down to some you know some brass taxes here talking some football you know we we've yapped about uh, cities, we've yapped about team names, but we got these coaches in place. These are the guys that are going to be forming these teams that are, that are just so important. And, you know, they come from a variety of different backgrounds, uh, some with lots of success, some with not much experience. And I can't wait to see uh, how you guys ha- have them all shaken down here. It's, it's going to be an interesting discussion. And, that, and that's going to be really fun. And even if, if you're not a patron, uh, and, and if you don't give to the Patreon and you don't hear that show, the blogs, the blog version will be up for free for everybody to see who each of us ranked uh, the eight XFL head coaches, what order we had them in. Jake, uh, I know you're putting yours together as we speak, but I cannot wait to, to hear uh, why you have Winston Moss number one, just like Brian and I will have. Well, I'm not ready to, uh, you know, let the cat out of the bag, but, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I am going to have criteria. If, if you don't have criteria, you know, what what do you got? You, you might as well just be picking stuff out of the hat. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I, so I, I am going to lay that out there and let you know my thought process. And then, yeah, uh, you know, all eight will be uh, will be ranked. And of course, there's going to be some some wild cards, you know, 
uh, some some Joker rules in there probably. <laughs> I think and, you're gonna like you're gonna love this week's episode too, Jake, because uh, we can, we're gonna get into some criteria talk with Eric Galco because obviously the XFL is gonna have some as they're analyzing and. and uh, watching all these players work out at the summer showcases. It's going to be a really fun conversation with him and a really fun debate we're going to have on the Patreon. Also, uh, in those, you know, the coaching breakdowns, we will talk about some of the staff hires that have happened. This week's show is so huge and so chock full of these interviews we're going to get to, into here in a second that uh, we're not going to be able to address some of the hires that were made this week in D.C. and in the front offices all over the league. But uh, we'll be back uh, in, on the Patreon to talk about some of those, and uh, of course, na- on next week's show. This week's show, it's players only, Vincent. The players we're talking to this week, we're going to be speaking with Glenn Couillette, the quarterback who was at Tulane that went to t- Texas Southern. He is on the outside waiting for that invite. We're going to get his story. We're going to talk to Brandon Robinson, a defensive lineman who has a, a really, really interesting story who's been uh, all over the place already coming out of college recently. And then Matt Conroy, Oh my gosh, what an ambassador of the sport of football, the linebacker, <laughs> Vince. Uh, the conversation we have with him, he's uh, literally been all over the world playing, and now he's looking to make the XFL. And we'll round it off with Anthony Johnson Sr., who is, I mean, just chomping at the freaking bit, uh, looking for an opportunity coming from FIU, a defensive lineman uh, who is literally ready to do anything he can to get into the league. He was telling us he's he's willing to tr- go wherever he needs to go, p- put on as much weight as possible. Uh, Jake, the, <laughs> Up to 295. Yeah, Jake, the, the, the Anthony Johnson Sr., uh, Matt Conroy, Brandon Robinson, Glenn Couillette, all four of these guys, they, different stories, but one thing in common for sure is these are guys who just want to play some dang football. Yeah, that's all they want to do, and some of them have been playing it uh, competitively. It sounds like, like you said, all over the world, they're going to get a chance to do it. I, I believe they're all from, you know, born and raised in the states. Uh, we didn't explicitly ask that, but you know, it, it would be nice not to be playing uh, overseas and in front of a larger crowd that the XFL is going to have. Yeah, all these guys were hungry. Uh, it was a pleasure speaking to all of them. All very well spoken. Uh, I'm, I'm rooting for all of them. And they, like you said, they are just ready to get after it here. They they love the game and they just want to play some ball. Uh, very impressed with these cats. We're ready to get after it. Without further ado, uh, there's no cover two this week. Uh, I guess you would call this the hot read. It is the main topic. It is players only week on This is the XFL Show. And we're going to take you to our first interview here with quarterback Glenn Couillette looking to get the invite to one of the summer showcases. I do think there's a deep pool of of quality players. I'm Glenn Couillette, quarterback, Texas Southern. Did you leave Tulane after the coaching change there? It was two years after the coaching change. Because, yeah, I yeah. know that you're, you're more of a, a pro-style quarterback, and they kind of they switched uh, uh, ideologies yeah. there a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was rough because, uh, you know, we were trying to – I was trying to make it work. We all tried to make it work because, you know, we all had respect for one another. And I love the coaches to this day. I always keep up with them for, you know, just for the future as a coach myself in the future. So I'll keep up with Coach Fritz, but, you know, at the end of the day, we just agreed that I wasn't fit for the offense, and, you know, they they helped me out when it came to looking for a new home. So I always appreciate that from them. Yeah, that's 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 always good, man, when you can, you know, move on but still stay in touch and, 
Everything went well there, Tulane. Then you go to Texas Southern. Now you're looking to break into the XFL. You're waiting on that invite for the summer showcase. Uh, what intrigues you about the XFL, and how excited are you that you know more football leagues are popping up at a moment where you know you're just getting out of college and still looking to play? Um, what excites me about the XFL is that it really is just honestly because it's a new league and it's it's filled with opportunity for me and it's a good um what's the word uh platform for you know for a guy like me who I mean because you know I wasn't able to show that much in college due to all the different you know moving around and all that stuff the destination changes and so I didn't really feel like I had a home like to show what I could do so with that being said I mean that's what it really did for me the XFL is a place where I feel like it's going to be a great uh, stepping stone for me to become an NFL athlete in the future. And um, also, you know, just it's also just intriguing because it's new. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, absolutely. And glad, I really like what you said there, just looking for an opportunity to showcase what you got. That's so important, getting your your, your stuff, if you will, on film. Uh, and I got a question for you. What do you feel are, are your best attributes as a player that you could really bring uh, to to the XFL, not just a, as as a player, but also your individual position. Um. Well, with me as a quarterback, I've always been able to throw very well. Um. I remember this is I'm not really trying to toot my own horn. This is just facts from whenever I was growing up. People would tell me this exact thing because when I was a kid, I didn't realize I had a gift like that. But I was able to throw 50 yards when I was in sixth grade. So I was. I never really thought that was a, like a very lofty, like, oh, wow, and like some God-given thing. Uh, grown men, my uncle would always tell me, like, man, you're like you're throwing the skin off my hands here, man. Like, you know, that type of stuff. And so that's one thing I feel like I could bring is a strong arm, but more importantly, just intellectually. Um, I'm pretty – when it comes to the concepts, I could pick up things fairly quickly because I've been in very various offenses. So – I've been in the spread the spread option, which is kind of more basic, but the premise is still, you know, you got to learn how to read and react very quickly and make quick decisions. But I've always been, I've been in the West Coast offense as well. So the terminology won't be, you know, it won't be too um, rigorous for me, if you will. So that's one thing I would bring. And also just a leadership role. That's the one thing I would bring because I'm 24 years old and I'm not, I'm not a finished product. Nobody is, but I feel like I could bring a lot of leadership and guidance to a lot of my teammates and players because, honestly, at the end of the day, we're all in it together, and that's my team. So they're going to be my brothers, and I'm going to treat them like so, and I'm going to treat them with a lot of respect, and I'm going to help them out any way I can to help the team out. So, And and honestly, I just that's what I love about football is just being with the guys like that, connecting on that level, and – it all sounds like cliche stuff, but that's really what it's all about, and that's what I love about it, and that's what I feel like I could bring. It's just that guy who's pretty much the captain material for a team. And there are important things that you know we know the XFL is going to be looking at. We've heard Oliver Luck, Doug Whaley, and everybody there in the front office of the league talk about those are some of the qualities they're looking in players, Glenn. So we'll be rooting for you to get one of those invites. If, if you don't, I'm sure other opportunities will pop up. The XFL is going to be gunning for talent any way they can. I don't think these summer showcases are going to be the end-all, be-all. Uh, with that said, in the in the past year, what what's your football life been like? Uh, did you try out for the AAF at all? Have you tried to get into any other leagues? 
Oh, yeah. So my season ended last November with Texas Southern, and right after that, I believe a week after that was whenever I went to the Daytona Bowl and uh, the FCS Bowl in Daytona. And that was when I I participated in that game and during that whole weekend of practice. And it was a fun experience. Got to see a lot of different talent from all over the map when it came when it comes to FCS and Division Two and three talent because they had a mixture of guys in there. Um, but I, w- I went there, you know, did well through a touchdown pass and played a played a decent game. And we, I mean, we didn't get the win, but it was still a fun experience. That was what one game. Another game was a Spirit Bowl that I attended in and I participated in that bowl in Roanoke, Virginia. And uh, I got the MVP of that game. I started, got the MVP of that game. It was a very fun game, just very, very fun atmosphere. The team was great. Those kind of all-star games are very fun because I see all the different talent. That's what I really love the most about it. I see the different styles, different personalities, different things that make guys tick. It just you see your, your intelligence level socially just goes to the roof whenever you get, a, get to experience something like that, you know? Oh, absolutely. Those are so crucial for the development of, of, you know, young players coming into any league. You know, that's why they hold those things, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, also, I mean, I really haven't tried for the AAF. I I don't – I think it was – oh, yeah, it was too late for me to try out for it because I missed a tryout because I was in season for the Texas Southern Tigers. So I missed a tryout during the season for that. But I did go into – um a lot of tryouts for CFL to a Winnipeg tryout, went to a Saskatchewan tryout, which I got invited to a kind of like a mini camp ish, like invite only um, practice weekend for like, you know, with the team and all the coaches. And it was all these uh, rookies who got invited to, so they could get a look at you and see if they want to bring you in. I was invited into that with a, amongst like, I think six other quarterbacks. And it was a very fun experience, you know, the, the whole different game and, the CFL realm. It's a the windows are a lot are just wide open from my experience. Um, it just it was very fun to experience that, and it was a different side of football that I never seen. Um, also with the twelve people on both sides of the ball, which was different. Um, but also just that's pretty much what I've been doing, and I've been training. I've been doing everything to stay in shape, have my pro day and all that. So. That's kind of like what's going on, and I've been talking to teams overseas, and they've been interested in me. So there's a lot of a lot of possibilities right now. Well, the XFL is certainly going to be a different game. There, there's no doubt about that. And, and and I like what you said about leadership. That's that's important. You, you know, everybody's going to be jumping in this league with brand new rules for the first time. Somebody's got to take the bull by the horns and lead this team and really figure out these rules and the best way to attack. I like that attitude. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm I'm not the type to shy away from a competition or challenge because I love I love adversity. Sounds crazy, sounds a little uh, masochist, but <laughs> I really that uh I like I like challenges. I like all that because it makes a better man out of everybody, man or woman out of anybody. And did you have you caught any of the uh, XFL changes to the game that they're thinking about? They haven't officially announced any new rules, but you know, we've heard through the grapevine had some of the League members on the show talk about things like a shootout type overtime and, and interesting mm-hmm. things like that. Have you heard about any of the rules? What intrigues you the most about you know the tweaks they're making to to reimagine the game? 
Um, because my experience with the XFL was, you know, the WWE style <laughs> of play. You know, all that like, you know, rugged like backyard, just spitting out blood type stuff. You know what I mean? Like it's just that kind of like experience. But now I feel like they're coming more in like a genuine football kind of feel. And the whole shootout thing that you just mentioned, that's what intrigued me the most from the one from the rules that I've been exposed to. Um the shootout thing is, the, is my favorite because that's what I experienced in college, and I think everybody can attest to this who played in football for as long as they have, that the shootout method is the best. It's um, To me, it's the fairest of them all, yeah. but everybody has different opinions. But overall, I love the shootout method. Uh, I had a fifth overtime, a five-overtime game with ULL when I was at Tulane, and that was just really fun. It just It's crazy. It, it, it brings the excitement to the game. The suspense is always on edge, you know. So I, I like that, those rule changes. And, I mean, i got to read into it more to get more, you know, a better knowledge of that. Well, we appreciate your time, Glenn. And I like the, that you, you called them ULL there. I don't know if you know this, but those Cajuns get real mad if you say that. So let's just hope no one at the XFL <laughs> is one of those raging Cajuns. But, man, uh, we appreciate yep. the time. And uh, w- good luck to you. And uh, wherever your football endeavors take you, hopefully the XFL, you at least get the uh, showcase tryout there. And if not, uh, we'll catch you down the road, man. Yeah, all right. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for having me. How you doing, Brainiacs? Long Island Ice-T here. And this week, we're talking pro grabs with you. AEW's double or nothing a week afterwards. And it still has the professional wrestling world buzzing. But is it buzzing as much as everybody is about Goldberg and The Undertaker in Saudi Arabia? Is it just a mirage in the desert or is this match really happening? We'll debate. Be a part of it, Brainiacs. Tweet it, read it, tout it, shout it, be all about it. At the Brainbusters on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Instagram Junior. All right, Glenn Couliette there, quarterback, looking for the invite quarterback looking to be probably the most competitive position at these summer showcases, huh, Vince? Yeah, I mean, there's only going to be a very limited number of spots uh, on these rosters, and those are also going to be the uh, maybe presumably the high-profile, top-tier positions. Guys are going to be getting paid the most money. It is going to be a very – it's going to be a dogfight to get one of those spots, no doubt about it. Well, the good thing about Glenn Couillette is even if he doesn't get the invite, uh, he sounds like a dude who's going to keep grinding and looking for that opportunity no matter no matter where it comes. And we're going to hear a little bit later on with one of our players. You, there, you could play all over the world. If you want to play football, there's someone to, somewhere to play professionally if you have the chops. And I definitely think Glenn Couillette does. And uh, I definitely think the guy we're about to talk to right now does as well. Because, I mean, this guy... He, he, he's he been overlooked a lot, but he rises up and, and the opportunities he has been given, uh, he has been successful and look at him. He has now uh, found himself getting the invite to one of the summer showcases. I'm talking about Brandon Robinson, who we're going to take you to now. Our interview with the defensive lineman, nose guard, looking to get a shot at the XFL. Pairing good players, and I think they're out there, but really good coaches and good training techniques. And, and rules that, that make sense. My name is Brandon Robinson. I played defensive line. I went to Salisbury University. You have gotten one of the coveted invites 
to one of the summer so- showcases for the XFL. Uh, what city did you get an invite to? Uh, Washington, D.C. Awesome, awesome. And uh, how, how, how did you swing it, man? Did you have tape out there? You have an agent working for you? How did the process work for you? Uh, I, my agent, was uh, he was working on it for me. He, he told me last week, um, he told me last week that I'd be going to that on uh, June 15th. They give you any insight on what you're going to be doing there? Um, just basic combine stuff, uh, you know, 40 shuttle, um, all that kind of testing stuff. Uh, then doing some, doing some defensive line drills. Um, and then they might have, they might have some extra workouts if they want to take, you know, a deeper look at me afterwards. Um, but I mean, pretty much, pretty much like the, uh, you know, the NFL combine that they had a few months ago, very similar. Cool. All right, man. So you're, you're obviously getting ready for that right now. What's uh, your football life been like over the past few months and year? Uh, what have you been doing exactly? Um, well, I just, uh, I just came back. I was in Idaho playing for the, uh, Idaho horseman arena team. Um, and I just got back uh, a couple weeks ago from that. Um, and since, Pretty since I finished my senior season in 2017, pretty much that I did that, and then I've just been you know training and, and getting ready for the the opportunity that may or may not come. Um, but you know, always always stay ready so I don't got to get ready. You know, exactly. That's yeah. the mentality <laughs> we all got to have. Uh, Brandon, that was that's uh, really cool. So you played some arena football. So I got to imagine that was a faster paced game. Yeah. Yeah, very very fast. I mean, it's like it's like outdoor football. You know, the average the average time that the uh, the quarterback holds the ball is like three and a half seconds. Uh, arena ball, if you're lucky, it's two. If you have if you got good DBs, you got you got two seconds. Wow, that's got to be frustrating for a defensive lineman. I bet then, huh? You're you're not getting many sacks though. The pre- the pressure is the key. Yeah, I, I mean, I did, I, I did pretty well. Um, I only got to play five games, um, but I had eight and a half sacks in in that time Ooh. period. Wow, that's uh, that's. Yeah, that's great. I would imagine that's pretty good for for arena. We, I'm not, I watch a lot of football, Brandon. Not too much arena, but I have to imagine that's good. That's one of the reasons why you probably got the invite. Uh, what what's what's your background then? Give us your story a little bit. How'd you you know get into football? How was college for you? some of your uh, favorite moments, anything you want to tell us? Um, well, you come out of high school. Um, right now I'm right around 300 pounds. Um, coming out of high school, I was just barely 250. So a lot of, a lot of, uh, interested schools, like a lot of one double a schools, said that I could have been a decent, you know, one double a player or a good D two player. So they, uh, so they ended up not pulling the trigger on me. Um, so I ended up, not playing what would have been my freshman season. I went to community college and then transferred to a school in, um, near Virginia beach called, uh, Christopher Newport university division three school. Um, started there in the spring. Uh, I didn't play my first, my first season too much. I played in a, a few games, like five or so. Um, but I was backing up a senior who was a preseason all American. So I did learn a lot, which was good. Um, and then, uh, this, for academic reasons, I wanted to be, you know, I want to be a, a strength coach, you know, when it's all said and done. Um, and I was majoring in biology. 
and it was it was tough. It was it was a really hard major, and I, I wasn't I wasn't doing too well, um, and, and it and it wasn't what I wanted to do. So my heart wasn't really in it. So I decided to transfer to a school, a D three school in Maryland, uh, called Salisbury University. Um, I transferred there in the fall of 2016. Um, and I didn't really up and I mean, up until then, I didn't really play much at all. Um, as far as, you know, in, in, in my college football games and stuff, I didn't really, I didn't really play too much. Um, but then, uh, you know, my senior year comes and I'm kind of thrust into the position of, of being, of being the guy, you know, so I, I play nose guard and, um, I had a, I had a great senior year. I, I really enjoyed it. Had a lot of fun, uh, played very well, very, very well, but didn't get, and I got no accolades. I didn't get, I was not even honorable mention all conference, nothing like that. I got none of that. Um, cause it was, I mean, there's a little bit of politics that goes into that and we were kind of on the outside of that circle. So I didn't get, you know, we ended up not getting a whole lot of, uh, a whole lot of recognition, even though our defense was, we finished the regular season number seven in the country for total defense. And we had one guy get second team and one guy get honorable mention. And that was it. Um, so that was kind of, that was a little disappointing. I thought I performed well enough that, that season to, uh, to earn a little more recognition and accolades and all that. But, you know, that doesn't define who I am as a player. Um, so I, uh, that spring, that following spring, um, I was thought I was going to graduate, um, ended up having to come back an extra semester and, and I ended up graduating, uh, December, 2018 with my degree, um, which that was, more that was the most important thing to me was getting my degree over over anything um and then so i graduated and um you know i was then i I was kept training i came home and moved out of my house and stuff and i was training at home and everything and then i got a call from uh the sioux falls storm in in south dakota of the ifl um coach wanted to sign me uh, and he said, you know, camp starts. I had basically, I basically had a week and a half to re to get everything that I had just moved out of my, uh, house in Salisbury that I was living in for school. I had to get all that reorganized and then pack up again to drive to, uh, South Dakota, um, in a week and a half or so. Um, so I did that. I went there. I ended up starting the first game as a rookie um I actually it was between me and another nose guard and so I played D3 and he went to a D1 school and I ended up beating him out for the starting position I I thought I played I thought I played fairly well I thought I played well enough to at least at least stay um but after the bye week I ended up getting released came back home I called the coach for the uh, Idaho Horseman I said, Hey, you know, this is what just happened. I, I, you know, hopefully uh, I'd love to come play for you guys. Hopefully you still want me went out there and played a few games and did pretty well. And 
they came back home and just still training, getting, you know, getting ready for any opportunity that, that I would get awarded. Uh, and, yeah. and you got a good opportunity here. Uh, question yeah. I have for you as a nose guard, uh, the NXFL, they've discussed uh, the fact of having like a one yard neutral zone. Uh, yeah. And possibly not even having uh, linemen being allowed to be in a three-point stance, maybe only a two-point stance. How do you think that will affect your game? Uh, are you prepared for something like that? Did you get any experience uh, with those kind of tactics in the Arena League? Tell me about it. Um, well, when, for my Arena team, I played I played all three defensive line positions. I played you know, nose and end on both sides. So I, I'm – so I'm, I can play, you know, I can play pretty much anywhere. And when you, you know, when you get up in a two point stance, that kind of, when it kind of takes away where you are in, in relation to the ball, you know, when you're down a three point stance, you're closer to the ball. You have a lot less time. You have a lot less time to read and react, but you get, you know, you get stood up and you can see everything. You can see the motions, you can see the backfield. So I don't mind, you know, that's one thing that, us defensive linemen kind of cherish the opportunity to get to look like an athlete. Um, so if if they make that a rule, then so be it. But you know, just adapting to the game, and I think I think that's something that I think that's something people would like to see. Um, you know, change things up a little bit because uh, defensive linemen they you know they've got they've had their hand in the dirt, um, but you know, get them up, make them look athletic. Um, have some fun with it. You know, I, I think I think uh, that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, we're gonna have a lot of new rules in the XFL that are gonna. I don't think drastically change what football looks like, Brandon. Yeah. But they're gonna make the the games gonna be faster and uh, you know be fun. Maybe not keep the ball in a quarterback's hands for just two seconds. Maybe give you a little bit more time. But yeah. we're, we're we're all clamoring for that rule book to come out. But right now, it's all about the players, man. We've got these eight. Basically, they're combines. Eight showcases coming. You're at one of them. Uh, what's what's your main focus when you get when you get there? What's your plan of attack, for lack of a better phrase, when you get to DC? Um, I one thing I want to I want to run a good forty. I know for for D lineman, that's not you know that's not a huge concern. But um, in training, I've been able to run to run sub five forties at at around 300 pounds. So if I can go out and do that in front of, in front of a group of coaches, um, I think that would definitely, you know, that would definitely help a lot. Um, and then I've, I've always been, I've always been pretty good at, you know, like the prospect camps and all that stuff throughout high school. I was good at the drills and everything moving well, lateral movement, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I think, you know, if I go out and I just, I just do my best at, at all the drills and I run, I run the best 40 I can, then I hope that would be enough for a coach to see that, that I would be able to play for them. Well, Brandon, I got to tell you, man, I'm thoroughly impressed that, you know, after, after college, you know, you, you still stuck to it because there are opportunities for players like you who are willing to, you know, put in the work, stay ready. Like you said, and look at this, you, the, the, fruits of your labor you get an invite at least to this summer showcase which is just going to be if anything man i bet an awesome experience so really have fun with it and we wish you the best of luck thank you very much i appreciate it 
Hey, football freaks, we'll get back to the show here in a second. I just want to take some time to let you know about this is the XFL Show's Patreon that you could join starting at just $3 and get all sorts of great extra content. The best way to experience the road to 2020 is on this is the XFL's Patreon page from $3 on different tiers for you to get different stuff, including this very show commercial free, this very show a day earlier than the normal Sunday release and you get bonus content as well entirely different shows like this is not the xfl show where we discuss all the football stuff going outside of the xfl as well as special bonus shows special interviews that we put up as exclusives for our patrons so go check it out on patreon.com slash this is the xfl show and a special bonus show for the month of may we will be ranking the eight xfl head coaches from eight to one it's a countdown show featuring a ton of debate a lot of arguing and the definitive list of who the best hire was for the xfl go listen to that become a patron today get that and so much more now back to the show you think that guy has a chip on his shoulder not getting all conference or second team or all american or any kind of accolade at all i mean i love that he brought that up there Uh, oh yeah (laughs) and what i was impressed by you know is you know whenever he gets an opportunity in a game this guy just explodes you know talk about you know not playing getting to play very many games in the arena league but boom you know he he's making an impact when he gets on the field eight and a half sacks yeah i've watched some arena games i'm not a lot but I don't know if I've ever seen a sack in an arena game, let alone eight by one player. Good luck to Brandon Robinson, and we really appreciate his time. Uh, the The defensive line is going to be fun to watch. We're going to talk to another defensive lineman here coming up with Anthony Johnson Sr. But before we get to him, guys, uh, I want to talk to a world traveler. I mean, I'm talking about a guy who has been all over the globe, not only playing football, but spreading the message of pro football, spreading message of American football. I think it's really admirable what our next guest, Matt Conroy, did and is doing and how he keeps going after his dream of pl- playing professional football at the highest possible level. We th- This this interview was very interesting to me in that regard, Vince. Yeah, he, this guy, you know, Going wherever he's got to 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 play the game. Very interesting story. What do you What do you think, Jake? Well, yeah, and I'm I agree with all that. I'm wondering if the uh, you know if the coaches or the other staff at these uh, summer showcases going to realize, or you know, even if they know that this guy's traveling around the world just to do what he loves. And man, you know if. If you're willing to go to another country where they don't even speak the language just to play the game that you love, then you know you know he's going to give it all he has right here for you. It's re- it's really fun to w- to watch this process because you're going to see some guys get these invites that have the measurables, the accolades, maybe collegiately, and then you're going to see guys like Matt Conroy who are just freaking lunch pail bringing grinders. Let's talk to him now. Here's our conversation with linebacker Matt Conroy. Their talent will still be at the level that allows them to play entertaining and exciting football, and they'll have great work ethic. I truly foresee that. So my name is Matt Conroy. Uh, I play linebacker, and I went to Sabe Regina University. Matt, you got an invite to the D.C. Summer Showcase, man. 
How'd that whole process come together? How excited are you for the opportunity? Um, yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I, I can't wait. You know, when I got the uh, email, I was kind of um, surprised about it. And, um, you know, I'm excited. But uh, how it all started was, um, I guess, Eric Galco, who's in charge of, uh, you know, picking the players for the XFL. He, um, I actually, uh, I got in contact with them in, I want to say, November. And then... um. You know, we were emailing back and forth, and I was asking them some questions about, you know, the player process and stuff. And then um, he asked me that, you know, they weren't picking players at the time, but he was telling me that they have um, – he was in charge of a league called Your Call Football down in um, Jacksonville. And he said there would be a bunch of players there and, you know, that they'll, uh, you know, recruit players and, you know, evaluate – players from there and then um you know i was there for about five weeks and then um you know i got the email and you know now it's getting ready for the showcase awesome so you you uh took part in your call football yeah exactly cool cool so yeah i watched a little bit of that how was that being in the huddle and you know knowing the fans were were picking the plays that was a pretty (laughs) that was a pretty cool gimmick they had down there we watched some of it yeah it was uh yeah, it was definitely it was it was definitely different, you know, the um you know, when you're on the field it's definitely like uh it's longer because I guess the play clock was extended cuz you know the fans had to call on the plays and stuff. And then um and another another thing is like you aren't going against you know the players and coaches calling plays, it's you know the fans. They can't audible, they can't you know do certain things and it, you know it's just it was definitely different, but you know the whole, the whole thing. I mean, it was a great, it was a great time, and it was, it was really fun. That's pretty cool being a linebacker, knowing they can't audible. I bet, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah, it was great. <laughs> Just call out your man and run downhill at him. <laughs> well, how how about uh how about your uh your background here, uh, Matt? You've you played some college ball. You 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 before you got the call from or the email from Eric Galco. Uh, what were you doing uh, at the moment when you got the email? Are you pl- currently playing in another pro league? Were you just staying ready? Yeah, so, um, yeah, I was actually, I the last three years I was playing in Europe. Very cool. So, um, what part? Yeah, I was in Italy. Yeah, I was in Italy my last two years, and then my first year I was in Germany. That's awesome. Yeah, a lot, you know, yeah. a lot of people – don't realize but you know international football is all over the place right it's growing there are leagues popping up everywhere we don't have nfl europe anymore but there's still pro mm-hmm. football in europe and you know leagues yep. like the cfl are out there scouting um did, is that where eric galco found you and his scouting service did they discover you while you're playing in europe yeah so um i guess when i emailed him i had um you know my my tape from uh italy what was it like playing in Italy? I mean, that's you know, I'm I'm presuming you went there just just fresh out of college. That's got to be a, a rather unique experience. Yeah, it was. I mean, my first my first year in Germany was definitely a lot different from uh, Italy. But um, you know, once I guess once you know, second time came around in Italy, it was um the whole. I I don't know. I guess I mean I love the country of Italy itself. You know the way. The people were great there. They were very welcoming. 
Um, you know, the country itself was just, you know, it was just an awesome place. There was a lot of historical stuff, the scenery, and then the food to top it off. And then at the same time, I was playing football doing it. It's like playing football on a vacation. It's a, it's amazing. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't beat it. I'm telling you, it was great. Where, where in Italy what was it? I was in uh, Torino my first year and then Milan my last year. Oh, okay. And, and what, what was the, you know, the American football culture, culture like there? Those, those leagues are pretty young, I got to believe, in Europe. Uh, were, how were the yep. fan bases? How was the atmosphere during the games? What, what was the, you know, the, the, the football life like there when you were on the field? It was, I mean, the football, the football there is, it's pretty good. The only problem is it's just, it's not popular in their country. You know, a lot of people don't even know what American football is. You know, they don't know the rules and stuff. So it's kind of tough like that. But for the most part, I mean, the fan, I mean, for fan bases, some days we would get a couple thousand, but for the most part, you know, there was just a couple hundred there. I think the most I played in front of might've been, 20, 2,500. But um, I know in some some uh, organizations, they have some, you know, good fan bases. I know one team in Germany, they, um, I think it was, they're the Frankfurt Galaxy. So they're used to have a fan base from the old, um, what do you call it? The uh, NFL, NFL Europe. Europe. So they, yeah. So they still have a pretty good fan base from that. I know they get you know close to twenty thousand a game. So, but um, a lot of the a lot of the teams, you know, they're not based off the NFL Europe. So they're trying to grow the sport, and I mean, every year it's 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 increasing, and it's there's getting more fans, more people are getting involved. They're starting the kids at a younger age, so they, you know, when they grow up, they know the game when they're you know fifteen, sixteen years old. Yeah, now, Matt, you're going to be going to this summer showcase in Washington, D.C., you, you said, uh, as a linebacker. i got to ask you, did you watch any of the original XFL? Because it's going to be very different, uh, you know, we presume from from what this iteration of the league is going to be. The old XFL, you know, maybe it would uh, actually help a linebacker like yourself. You know, you're actually going to be able to, uh, you know, to hit people the way we conventionally think of that position. Or do you think since – they're going to light it up, lighten it up a little bit, and perhaps encourage more scoring. Uh, you know that could just change the game and the way you've played. Yeah, um, I never got a chance to see the old XFL, but I mean, from you know, from you know, the new one, what they're talking about, and like you know, the style of play, the game speed, and when we were at the Your Call Football, they were you know, testing some stuff that was going on. And I kind of, you know, I, you know, and looking at, I, I think it's going to be a hit. I mean, I, I like the rules that they're doing and I like how everything's going off. So, I mean, for a linebacker like me, I think, you know, with the rules, uh, you know, I think I'll, I'll like it a lot. It was easy to adjust to whenever you were down in your call as well. Yeah. I mean, well, I think uh, one difference that's going to be changing is the play clock. So when we were at the year call, the play clock was definitely a lot, um, you know, longer. But I know they are talking about shortening the play clock for the XFL. But 
I know when we were, you know, testing some stuff, like I thought the kickoff was a really good idea. We did that, the kickoff, kick return. And then the two-point conversion, we were testing that out and stuff. And, you know, that whole idea, that sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. The tiered extra points, man, we're super hyped for that. Potential nine-point touchdowns. I know as a linebacker. Yeah, that. I know as a linebacker. Yeah, you, you don't want you don't want to hear that though as a linebacker. I'm sure. But what about uh, this would probably affect you. So we know you're getting ready for the showcase. You got to worry on worry about you. But if you made one of these teams in the XFL, potentially the defense, mm-hmm. everybody might have the have the headset. You know, not just the the play call and linebacker. How would you feel about that? Do you think that's a good thing communication wise? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I didn't know they were talking about what, what were they talking about, putting everyone having a headset? Yeah, so instead of just, you know, the one the one defensive captain or, or whoever having the – usually linebacker having that headset, everyone on the defense mm-hmm. can be able to hear the play call, which we think is going to, you know, help with, you know, the faster play clock. Plays are going to be able to be relayed pretty quickly from the sidelines. Yeah, I think – I mean, I think that would be a great idea, especially, you know, defense running back to the huddle – you know, coming back out, you know, I think that would be great because, you know, you kind of just, you know, go in your place, catch your breath, hear the play from your helmet, and then you're ready to go. So I think if that happens, I think that would be a great idea. It's pretty cool, man. You've gotten to travel the world. You've played some experimental football down at your call football. Now you're going to get to go to the summer showcase for the XFL. I mean, you're an ambassador of the game, and now you're getting this awesome opportunity. Uh, it's got to be the time of your life right now, man. I bet. Just, I hope you're having fun with it, Matt, because this is pretty cool what you're getting to do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, just you know, just talking about all this stuff. You know, playing in Europe, playing down at your call, now this great opportunity. I mean, I'm I'm excited. Well, we are excited for you, Matt, and we're wishing you all the best of luck when you get to the XFL Summer Showcase in D.C. in June, and uh, we'll be uh, we'll be keeping an eye on you, and we'll hopefully talk to you down the road. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Jake, if I was to tell you before that conversation that they do play pro football in Italy, would you have called me a liar? Well, I know they play football in Italy. It's just, uh, you know, I, I didn't realize they also played that kind of football in Italy. And he said, you know, a couple thousand. That That's way higher yeah. than I would have guessed for in terms of attendance. And, and the, the fact that this guy, you know, he's been to Europe. He, you know, went through the, the collegiate program and he's still going after it. That's commendable. We wish Matt Conroy all the luck in the world as he heads to summer showcases for the XFL. And that brings us to our final interview, Players Only Week on This is the XFL Show. If you are a player and you're listening, uh, we want to talk to you. We want to hear your story, just like these guys, at XFL Show on Instagram or Facebook and, of course, Twitter. DM us, always open, if you want to get in contact and get on the show like these guys. Anthony Johnson Sr., Vince, I know you had a ton of fun talking to him. Uh, This guy is... It's it's hilarious. The way he finds out that he's getting this this invite, the fact that <laughs> the fact that he's so willing to do whatever it takes, and I mean he he goes on. You're as our listeners are going to hear about how how willing he is. I mean, it's really cool to hear a defensive lineman talk about wanting to be versatile, wanting to do all these different things. It's not something you often hear from someone who plays, uh, you know, down down in the trenches like that. 
Yeah, this this guy. You know, after talking with him, and I, I think I think all the listeners are going to feel the same way. I feel like this guy is right on the cusp uh, of something big, and I, I can't wait to see how he performs in the showcase this month. Anthony Johnson, senior defensive lineman, or really willing to do whatever he whatever he has to just to play football. You're going to hear FIU Zone as he joins us here, Players Only Week, our final player interview on this is the XFL show. There's still a lot of very good football players out there that are experienced in this game. I'm Anthony Johnson, Sr., uh, defensive and defensive tackle for International University. Which one are you going to? Uh, the Tampa Bay. Uh, but I, um, I did uh, email back and try to contact uh, you know, the director of player operations to see if I can actually, because um, I have a way to transport myself to D.C. and New York. So I was also going to see if I can try and get into that. Um, and try to also, you know, do one of their showcases as well. Oh, very cool. Yeah, I'm, we're, we're, we're trying to get to multiple showcases as well, Anthony. We're in that same boat, but we're just going to cover it and see, and see you guys uh, go to work. And, we're, you know, we were told by uh, the, the uh, president of football operations there, uh, Doug Whaley, this isn't going to be underwear Olympics you're going to, man. This is going to be legit kind of football tryouts. You're going to be doing a lot of drills, but also interviews and everything. It's going to be like the uh, NFL combine, but more streamlined. How excited are you for this whole process? Man, I'm extremely excited. You know, all I ever just want, you know, was opportunity. Um, and it didn't matter what it was. I just want to play football. At the end of the day, I don't care where it is. I really just want to play football. That's awesome. Well, you got the you got the shot here. What were you doing when you got the email uh, from the from the league that you would be invited to one of the showcases? Are you currently playing in another league? Just staying ready. What's been going on? <laughs> I'm not playing in the league. Uh, league. Um, obviously, uh, training um, out of Jacksonville with Burke Sports. Um, he's a real good guy, a real good trainer. Um, I'm also training uh, one of my guys back at home here in Camden, um, D'Angelo Smith and uh, uh, Randy Moore. But, um, yeah, I actually, when I got the email, I was actually playing Fortnite. Um, you know, <laughs> that's that's... Of brothers. Um, and, you know, the email that came across in the first uh, first. Friend, people I sent it to were my parents um, and then my godparents, uh, the McCormicks, who I'm sure you guys know of. Um, yeah, and then I sent it to my agent. My agent was excited for me as well. So Awesome, man. Uh, Anthony, have you been following the the XFL uh, rebirth at all? Have you been keeping up with any of the coaching hires, uh, maybe some of the new rules, anything like that? Uh, yeah, you know, I've been, um, I've been trying to keep you know, away from it a little bit, um, just because I don't want to drive myself crazy with it. Uh, but um, I have been keeping up um, with, with all the coaches and, and, and seeing some of the new hires um, and things like that. I think, you know, the, the next thing everybody's waiting for now is the release of uh, the team names and everything. So, oh, yeah. um, like I said, I've been trying to keep myself away from it a little bit. So I'm not driving myself too crazy. But at the same time, I am keeping up with it. Well, well, we'll definitely be cheering for you really hard, but yes. and, and hope that you make it. Uh, if you had a choice, is there any particular coach that you'd love to play for uh, out of the coaches? Honestly, I don't. I don't have a choice. I just like I said before. I just want to play football. At the end of the day, I just want a coach to believe, a, t- a team, an organization to believe in me. Um, 
you know, and, 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 and see the different kind of things that I can bring to a team at the end of the day. So, you know, if there's a team out there and, and a, an organization out there that can trust in me and believe in me, um, you know, to help the team, that's all I want at the end of the day. That's the right answer right there, Anthony, for sure. And I, I'm glad you're taking the approach you are as well with, you know, following it but not go, you know, going too deep into it because we cover every little detail of this league as it develops, and we have gone a little bit crazy. We're, we're pretty insane right now with the amount of shows and news we're arguing over all the time, but we're super hyped for the XFL. There's going to be a lot of great opportunities for defensive linemen in this league. It's going to be a faster-paced game. It's going to be a reimagining a football which has a lot of people excited, but the players are going to be the backbone of this league. So you're going to one of the summer showcases, probably you said the Tampa one, but whichever one you go to, yeah. what's your plan of attack there? What are you focused on? What do you think is going to help you stand out from the pack? Uh, man, I just um, recently I've just been working on uh, improving uh, my pro day numbers. Um, really, the, you know, and showing and, and I want to be able to show more of my versatility. I want to be able to show, you know, because I don't have much film at end for my past couple of seasons playing at FIU, but I want to be able to show that I do have that speed off the edge. And I also want to continue so that I can play a stand-up and linebacker if need be. So um, oh, those are kind of the things that I'm focusing on. What uh, what height and weight are you playing at right now? Well, right now um, I'm at uh, 6'3", 280. Um, and, you know, a unique thing about me that, you know, I try to tell a lot of uh, organizations. Um, for a lot of people, it, it's it's easy to gain weight, but for a lot of people, it's hard to gain weight. But I'm one of those guys who, you know, if if we're going into a um, you know game plan week, and you know, coach says, "Hey, look, I need you to drop to uh, you know 270 and play a stand up end for me," I can do those kinds of things. But then comes back the next week and says, "Hey, I need you to bump back to 35 to play a true five tech." I can do things like that. So, um, you know, I can play at any kind of weight level. I don't want to go above 295 um, because I got there at one point uh, at my time in uh, FIU and I didn't like it at all. But um, I, um, I think I can hold my ground playing at the uh, 290 position uh, weight level also. Let's, let's, no. hope, let's hope they don't have you working like you're an, an MMA guy having to cut weight and gain weight constantly, <laughs> Anthony, and you get to find a, a spot and settle on it where you're comfortable. <laughs> yes, sir. Now, Anthony, it sounds like you're really versatile, uh, you know, talking about you're able to move to different positions and, you know, drop a few pounds, add a few pounds if need be. Did I hear you correct saying you'd like to attend multiple showcases? Is that what you said earlier? Yes, sir. I would love to. Um, you know, I have, um, you know, my godparents are willing, you know, to help me out and get me to these showcases um, if possible. Like I said, I can get my way. I can even get my way out to Houston or Dallas if need be. Um, but you know, I'm really trying to focus on trying to get up to DC and New York. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, that's great. You know, great dedication. I mean, we all will just tell you right now. You know, we hope it's. Uh, we hope they only need to see you one time to know that you're right for this league. Yes, sir. Anthony, do you, when you uh, left FIU. Did you did you think an an opportunity like the XFL would pop up? Were you thinking about maybe going to play internationally or in one of the other pro leagues? Uh, the AAF came around. Did you did you have a tryout there at all? Uh, no, I didn't. Um, you know, the only opportunity that was given to me was uh, Tampa Bay's rookie mini camp. Um, you know, obviously the results didn't come out how I thought it was going to come out. Um, you know, honestly, after that, you know. 
possibilities threw up and uh, came up in the hair. You know, Canadian League um, was being talked about a lot with me um, with some of the connections that I have. Um, but, you know, and then I started looking more and more into the XFL and, you know, I was reading up and I seen that over 50 players from the AAF actually got signed this off season. So, you know, I was just saying to myself, like, maybe this XFL thing is really going to be able to help me out um, and give me that film that I need. Yeah, it's 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 going to be a big opportunity for a lot of guys with that, you know, that dream to play in the NFL. The XFL is also going to, you know, going to have guys play in the league and prop, maybe never even go up to the NFL, but it's going to be a solid league and we're hoping it lasts for many years to come. Uh, we'll Definitely. see we'll see about that, but it's going to be all about the players, man. So we uh, we're going to encourage you to work hard because the league is its success is going to be driven by guys like you killing it on the defensive Definitely. line. Yes, sir. Uh, well, Anthony, before we let you go, man, uh, we, we just want to tell you all the luck in the world, no matter what uh, showcase you get to, we're going to be rooting for you hard. Uh, we, we cannot wait for the league to uh, you know kick off in February, and we hope you're a part of it. I thank you guys for the opportunity, man. You know, I'm, I was excited for this opportunity, and I'm just excited to, to see where my path leads me to next. Jake, do you think you could get up to 220 for us by by the fall? I think if you were at that weight, you'd be perfect each and every week on the show. That that's your real uh, wheelhouse. Yeah, I, I probably could. You know, it, it'd be a lot of it'd be a lot of peanut butter and uh, fried chicken. But yeah, I, I think I could get to 220 if I had to. Because that, well, I, I, I mean, I, I would I would not be in shape. I wouldn't be able to barely move. But I, yeah, <laughs> I, I could get to 220 if that's all you need. Well, Anthony Johnson Cedar, he's ready to play at whatever weight. That was really cool. Uh, playing Fortnite as he gets the invite uh, uh hilarious and uh man he's 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 i want to be surprised if i'm i'm going to be going from new york to dc most likely for these uh showcases to cover him vince and if i see anthony johnson senior you know looking to thumb a ride i'm picking him up oh yeah yeah he'll, he'll drive all the way across the country with you if he has to and there you have it our four player interviews, four different stories, all with a common goal. XFL Summer Showcase is coming up. More stories where that came from. We're looking to talk to more players, and we'll have them right here on the show for you on the Patreon. Really fun week, and we're going to cap it all off by talking to the guy who reached out to these players, who is collecting the data on these players, and you know, really working hard in terms of putting a player pool together for this league, as we've been saying. The league and the front office could only do so much. It's all about the players performing and and playing good, crisp football, as Oliver Luck loves to say, and we love to repeat. And Eric Galco's job, I mean, Vince, you can't stress how important it is in terms of scouting. The director of player personnel, he's the one finding these diamonds in the rough. Uh, guys like Anthony Johnson Sr. and Matt Conroy and Brandon Robinson and Glenn Couillet, and so many more. I can't imagine the workload he has, but this conversation revealing a lot about the process that we're going through this summer. Oh, my God. This this has got to be one of the toughest jobs out there. I mean, you think about the NFL draft and how much time each one of those teams and scouts uh, puts into it to try to find the best players. And, you know, half the time those guys don't even turn out. Uh, and and he's got to go find 
players for not just one team, but for eight teams. And he's got to fill out the entire roster. I mean, that is a tall task to, to fill out these rosters with good quality players that will fit what this league is trying to do. Uh, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't think I could fill in his shoes. It's, it'd be too much for me. He's the man putting all those players out there for Stoops and Pep and Zorn and the gang to choose from. Uh, Eric Galco, I can't imagine. You're right. I mean, and plus the emails, Jake, you got what? A hundred of these players at least at each at per, each combine. Per showcase, yeah. He's got eight hundred plus emails. He's got to send to each one of them. He's got to interact with agents. He's got to he's got to find contact information. All in an effort to make sure we have the best possible players we can get in the XFL. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it doesn't matter how pretty the uniforms is, or or you know how cool the logos on the helmet are. Like you guys were saying, you need. You need good players out there, and you know we we did talk to four of them uh, this week, all with varying backgrounds, I, I would say. And uh, yeah, the first showcase, you know, I, I don't know how many guys are you know going to get offered a deal. Really, I, I I'd like to be able to follow up with some of these individuals, which it sounds like we may be able to, but that'll be down the road. Oh, definitely, definitely something we plan on doing and talking to even more players. And you got 800 of them. We want to hear these stories. We want to hear their, you know, their backgrounds. We want to hear about, uh, I know you want verified measurements, Jake, but I know also Vince wants to talk X's and O's with them. We're having a lot of fun through this process, but nobody's having as much fun as our next guest. He's the director of player personnel for the XFL. It's time to talk to Eric Galco. How fun and challenging has this process been for you, man? This has been... Uh, when last we talked to you, you were kind of just getting into it, and now here we are. Summer showcases are upon us. Yeah, it's exciting, you know. And, and these players are XFL players, but it feels like we're starting to welcome players into kind of the XFL family to be considered for an opportunity to play in the XFL's first season. So it's exciting that the buzz from players and agents and colleges and pro teams is is really great. And I get called all day long, sometimes frustrating managing events, but really just in excitement about, hey, how can I get players in here? Hey, what's going on at these showcases? And, and what's the purpose of all these moving forward? So I think as much as, as it can be stressful sometimes managing uh, these showcases and, and having players be able to attend and figure out all the logistics of that, uh, it's certainly exciting that we can start having real players tied to possible XFL opportunities. Oh yeah, this is this is the exciting part I think of the road to twenty twenty for sure. And you, I I just can't imagine the workload you've had. I mean, how has it been? You've been reaching out to agents, I know. Players have been reaching out to you. You're you're juggling logistics, like you said. How how long has the process been going on? And what exactly has it entailed for you and your department in the league? Yeah, you know, it's it's something that's taken a long time preparation wise, and and you know we've been you know focusing on the player personnel really since you know December uh, with myself and and Doug Whaley, and, and we've kind of had this plan in place to be ready for these showcases. And you can prepare as much as you want for for these eight events, but you're always going to be swamped the time it, it comes around. But I think the exciting part is that we we've laid a lot of groundwork. We have great systems in place and planning in place, and you know we know a lot of the guys that we want to have for these showcases for a while. We. We take a lot of pride in doing a lot of the upfront scouting and background research and, and building databases and having this information at the ready. So when this time comes, it's much more kind of deciding who we want to see really work out, right? Which guys have we seen a lot of? We we'll have to get them in front of our coaches and, and have them do interviews, which the guys that, hey, we've noticed over the last few years that if not for circumstance, they would be in the NFL. 
and that's why they're going to showcase. So it's a lot of different stories that we've been, you know, and, and pools of players that we've been tracking and evaluating and getting ready. And now's the time to kind of execute that plan. And I think the really exciting part is that being, you know, eight invite only events. I know a lot of players are chomping at the bit to be there, but for us having 800 players at our showcases, all of which we've already evaluated gives our coaching staff and our team at the league uh, such a chance to be, Hey, these are 800 good quality players. We know who they are coming in. We'll see them work out and stack up against their competition and we'll know who's going to be great XFL players in these showcases. So as much as it's a lot of work doing invite only and, and to my recollection, I think, you know, we're the first kind of group to really do eight invite only hundred player events like this, not open tryouts, but, but vetting these guys ahead of time, it's stress in the front end. But I think for us, we're going to go to these showcases and see a hundred great players every Friday and every Saturday for the next few weekends and know that, hey, whoever we take from this, they're going to be quality XFL players and we get a chance to the league and the teams to evaluate these guys. So I think that's, that's what the really exciting part for us is, is we had a lot of planning since December, January, February, building these databases, being prepared, working with the industry, and now it's all coming to fruition to have eight really good showcases of 800 really talented players. Eric, 800 players, that, that's, that's a lot of... That's a lot of a lot of players. Um, is there any structure in terms of by position what you were inviting, or is it is it just who who you want to see in live action? I mean, was there, or is it just pretty much spread out even? Uh, how many QBs? I guess is also what I'm kind of going for. Yeah, uh, at, at yeah. I think that the, the general way to look at it is is we want to you know, want to build kind of two football teams skeleton wise, right? Hundred players, fifty players each. So just like most NFL teams are constructed, you know, between you know, two and three quarterbacks per roster, we'll have between four and six quarterbacks at every showcase. And I think we want to make sure we give opportunities for less on the on the guys we're sure about, maybe have less quarterbacks and, and less running backs, but we want to give more the bigger body guys, right, the offensive and defensive linemen. They're the hard guys to find. We're going to have a lot of those guys at these events, so I know fans may not be thrilled to see the big guys work out, but I know myself and and Doug and our coaching staff especially are looking for those big, talented offensive, defensive linemen uh, as well. But for the most part, they're, they're very structured. There's some give and take a little bit on positions based off certain players. But for the most part, you know, four to six quarterbacks per showcase, four to eight running backs per showcase, you know, 10 to 14 receivers, some wiggle room. But for the most part, we kind of want to build two football teams at each showcase and have, again, 800 guys all have a chance to compete in football settings. And these, these work arts are partially combined and, and partially real you know, either NFL-style workouts when NFL teams work out a guy to consider for a contract. We're doing those kind of workouts and also one-on-ones and team situations and give these players at all positions a chance to show that and one-on-one opportunities are in a team setting. They can work well within a team's offense and, and really be successful football players. So we're hoping to give kind of guys the whole gauntlet of, uh, of drills and opportunities to, to be successful to do that. You've got to have all, all types of positions in, in a structured way. So um, it's it's a, a kind of a unique roster construction, but again, we hope it's kind of like two football teams out there competing, and and hopefully the best you know best guys show up. You know, uh, Doug Whaley had mentioned uh, that he wanted to make these showcases, or that you all wanted to make these showcases different from what the NFL does in their combines. And what he said, "quote uh, Underwear Olympics." Can you talk a little bit more about how <laughs> they're going to differentiate from the uh, NFL combines? Yeah, you know, I think I think the biggest reason is that we're not entirely beholden to what the NFL does. And that's kind of a lot of what our structure is, is that, you know, we want to, you know, not redo, you know, reinvent the wheel here uh, in evaluating players or, or testing players. And, you know, certainly Doug has NFL experience, as do I, and we want to, you know, kind of use the best parts of the NFL process to evaluate players, but also kind of have our own wrinkle on things, not just wrinkling to, to do things we that are fun or, or unique and different, but really 
to, to evaluate players and, and use this opportunity to kind of innovate a little bit. Right? The NFL Combine has had most of the same structure for the last 20, 30 years, and we have a chance to kind of start fresh with the new league. So there are some advanced metrics uh, that we're going to be using. Uh, our staff is, is, is useful in analytics, and we're going to be using all this Combine data, both past and current at the showcase, to evaluate players. And also, you know, doing different drills, we're calling our X-Factor tests. Uh, which are a bit unique. They have you know, wearable technology, and players are going out there doing football-like drills, and we can measure over the course of especially eight showcases how in- explosive they are, what kind of drills and, and, the, and turns they can make and cuts they can make and explosiveness they can generate at all different platforms for receivers. How can they generate re- breaks out of their routes? Offensive linemen, how do they move laterally with that kind of explosiveness? So they're really unique kind of innovative and we're kind of at the front lines of a lot of these uh, testing to actually evaluate players. So I think we're really excited to, to do some of the old fashioned, you know, combine drills, the 40, the broad jump, all these things that have shown to be predictive of future football success, but also bring in kind of the next wave of, of we believe, new technology, both wearable and analytics, uh, to better evaluate players, to give players a better chance to do real football drills uh, that show explosiveness and ability and balance that we're looking to see for guys. That, that's huge. I mean, advanced matrix uh, for the summer showcases, you're going to get data that probably no one has ever seen before in terms of right. actual live play. And, 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 and that's, that's almost, that's very innovative, I would say. Yeah. And I think we have the chance to kind of, you know, play in the sandbox a little bit and, and see what works and what doesn't. If, if it doesn't work, then we know. And then we've got the chance to do it ourselves and see. And if it does work, then again, we're on the cutting edge. And I know, you know certainly people in the NFL even are curious for what these results may be. So I think we have a chance to kind of do something really special. But again, a little bit of the old, a little bit of the new, and hopefully we get a, a good product and can evaluate these guys successfully. Because at the end of the day, these showcases are going to be a lot of fun, a lot of cool activities, a lot of innovations. But, but us as a staff, we've got to find the best players at these showcases. So we want to have all the tools at our disposal to do just that. How much uh, are the coaches a part of that staff in terms of putting together these showcases as well as how they're going to be evaluating the players? Yeah, really the beforehand part of it, uh, coaches, excuse me, coaches and and their staff and their personnel staff certainly have input. You know, I'm I'm a a big proponent of collaboration and and I want to work with all these great football minds to to say, hey, what do you think about these players? Or, hey, you've worked with them in the past. Or, hey, you know, for example, you know, Coach Bob Stoops, our coach in Dallas, he has experience working with the University of Oklahoma. There's a couple of Oklahoma guys going to be at his showcase, and I want to get you know, Coach Stoops' firsthand experience on these players and what kind of guys they are. So we want to get all that collaboration into these showcases. But a lot of it is to say, hey, you as a coaching staff and personnel, this is kind of your first entry point into the whole XFL mode. Why don't you sit back, enjoy these showcases, evaluate players, and not worry about all the background research you have to do and let us handle that. And that way these coaching staff and these personnel teams can just get a true evaluation of the guys they maybe haven't seen before or seen very little of and start to really build their evaluation from that point. So I think for these showcases, it's a lot more league bringing in players and evaluating and doing that heavy lifting so these coaching staffs and personnel teams can kind of reap the rewards and see, hey, who, these guys really fit our offense or our defense or, hey, these guys culturally – that we want to build in, in Dallas or Tampa or D.C. So I think it's a good juxtaposition of saying, hey, we want your input on these guys, but don't feel the pressure to do so. And let's just make these showcases what they are, which is a chance to kind of, again, play around the sandbox and evaluate guys uh, for the future and not worry about the pre and stuff. Awesome. You're building the pool and the coaches are diving right into it with the summer showcases. Then I guess, Eric, it's a, a, a fun, fun, fun time, I think, for them, for sure, I bet. Uh, what about the uh, percentage of the league's players uh, coming from these summer showcases? What What do you anticipate in terms of the amount of players that these showcase players will, will take up, the spots they'll take up in the league uh, coming out of the eight showcases? 
Yeah, I mean, the expectation genuinely going in is, is that all 800 of these guys could make a roster, could get signed to an XFL contract. And I don't say that lightly because doing invite only, I know exactly who's going to be there and what their talent level is. And I think to put an actual number on it is maybe hard to do because if, if 500 guys are exceed expectations and who they, we think they may be, then they'll be the XFL contracts. But I think for the most part, you know, these are not tryouts. These are workouts. We are not hoping to uncover two, four, five guys. We're hoping to sign you know, anywhere from, from 30 to 50, wherever the number may be. But all these guys are good enough, we believe, to play in the XFL either now or in the future. We want to find the guys that are ready to go for our teams and fit what we want to build this first year for all these different teams. And obviously, coaches will have input. But you know, it's hard to put a number on it right now, genuinely, because I like all 800 guys. Right? If I didn't like them, they wouldn't be there at the showcases. So we'll see what it all turns out to be. And I'm hoping it's a lot. I'm hoping all these guys can impress. And the guys that are coming or will be coming soon uh, all have a chance to really start fresh and, and impress myself and our coaching staffs and everyone at the league and saying, hey, is this guy an XFL player? Does he fit what we want to build moving forward? And it could be anywhere from, from 200 to 600 to, you know, God willing, 800 guys all impressed when we have tough decisions to make at the league level. Eric, can you talk a little bit about how your call football or the spring league um, and how crucial those were in getting data and even making connections with players? Yeah, certainly. I mean, I think the, you know, York Hall Football is, is a company I've worked with in the past. And, uh, and I think that was, you know, ideally for, for my experience, you know, a chance to do kind of one showcase. They had 100 players, two teams uh, at York Hall Football two years ago and this past year. Um, so for my experience, you know, I have experience in, in getting 100 quality players to an event to be there to work out for NFL teams. I think that really helped both my experience as well as you know, having agents and players trust that, hey, we, we know what we're looking for in players and we know the right guys to go to an XFL workout and, and get a chance in the NFL. And I think that respect we've built um, in my experience and with players and agents in the past has really helped a lot with, with building great players. So I think we've got a lot of players in the pool that are from York Hall football the last two years because they've already been evaluated by our staff. But I think in general, people have seen you know, my process and our process and evaluating guys and inviting them to these events and know these events are worthwhile. I think we have a good reputation in the industry for doing that. And I think the Spring League has done a lot for us to, to kind of play around a little bit. And I think that was a first chance for me to really work with these coaches in a hands-on way and get a feel for what these coaches want in their teams, their offense, their defense, right? Bob Stoops and his team's philosophies on players are a little bit different than Mark Tressman and Tampa's philosophies on players. So I think the Spring League was, aside from the chance to test out all of our rules and really experiment, and that's, the, and that's based from both the rules and the technology aspect, I think for me, selfishly, and player personnel, it was a chance to kind of evaluate some guys, but but work with Bob Stoops and say, hey, what do you think about these type of players for your offense or defense? Hey, Coach Tressman, what do you think about these guys? Hey, Coach Pep Hamilton, what do you think? So I think both those were integral in building up to these showcases, but I think for now we're we're ready to kind of have these showcases be our tentpole events moving forward and be kind of the foundations that really start the path towards building XFL rosters, towards the XFL draft, and, and really for our 2020 season. Yeah, and Eric, with your you know experience and working uh, with your call football, and then you get to the spring league, like you said, you collaborate with the coaches. I've been wondering what right. has the criteria been then for you when when selecting guys as invitees, like our guests earlier, Anthony Johnson, senior, a defensive lineman, Brandon Robinson. These guys are are defensive linemen, but maybe would fit in different schemes. Did you take into account who would be invited based on your knowledge of how these coaches are going to formulate their teams with their input? 
Yeah, we tried. We tried, and I think the, the most important thing for me is to get 800 great players there. I know it's kind of an easy answer, but, uh, but we want to get 800 players there, and there's guys of all backgrounds, and you know, some guys are hybrid outside linebackers, some guys are stand-up linebackers, some guys are undersized defensive ends, and I think the exciting part for me is that we've got a lot of different guys that can fit a lot of schemes. You know, there's not any... You know, one showcase doesn't have six pocket quarterbacks. One showcase doesn't have six mobile quarterbacks. They're, they're intermingled. I think the benefit of that is that even after these showcases are complete the day of, these coaches can still work out players a little bit longer, right? So if one coach wants a pocket passer, he can pull them off to the side and talk to him and do a little bit of workout. Another coach wants a more mobile passer, he can do that as well. Or same thing for the O-line, D-line. Hey, can you move in our scheme the way you want you to? So the benefit for these coaches to, and, and player personnel people to be at these showcases is not only to evaluate guys, but really – find guys that perfectly fit and start thinking a little bit for the XFL draft. And I think that's where I want these coaches and personnel people's heads at is, is less about who we're going to sign as a league because they'll have input on that. But, you know, us at the league level, we'll be bringing all these people in and signing contracts. But I want these coaches to start thinking about, hey, this guy really impressed me at the showcase. You know, how early should we take him in the draft if he is signed? Or, hey, does he fit our scheme enough that we can build around him for our offense or defense? So I think these showcases are not only about finding players for the XFL, but I'm thinking two steps ahead. And these coaches are, too, saying, hey, we want to find these guys not only for XFL contracts, but how early should I take this guy in the draft in the future? I think that's what the exciting part about all this is, is that we're, we're starting the foundation for actual roster construction even here in June. And roster construction means competition, which I feel has already begun yeah. among the coaches, Eric. And I think it's going to be a good thing. <laughs> it's going to be a good thing reflecting on you if these guys, these coaches come the draft, they're you know going to be plotting and planning and coming to tough decisions because they have so many good players to choose from. And we'll see a lot of those at the showcase because we know you, you've found a lot of great talent out there. But we know that after NFL camps let out, there will be more players available to the league yeah. to possibly sign. How big do you? you think the talent gap between the showcase players and the players signed from NFL camps will be? And are we to assume that these showcase players will be a part of the lower tiers when it comes to the salary structure of the XFL? Yeah, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think about them lower tiers. And, and what I've told players and agents, even people in the NFL, and they agree, this is kind of the messaging I use, is that these are not non-NFL players, in my opinion. These guys are would be NFL guys, if not for circumstance, mm -hmm. right? Some players had an injury. Some players had an issue off the field that they've since kind of redeemed and, and fixed a little bit. Some guys uh, were part of a new coaching or a GM change in the league, too. A lot of these players have a story that you can point to one or two things in their recent, very recent past as saying, if not for this, they'd be in the NFL. So, so I view all of these guys as, again, quality NFL players, but not there because of circumstance. And we want to give these guys – that's what we're all about in building this league is not for second-tier talent, but for an alternate route for guys that maybe got left behind or, or had an issue that kind of derailed them a little bit. So, you know, I think we're going to get great quality players uh, when NFL teams do make their cuts. But I don't think we're going to say, hey, if we sign 100 or 150 players from NFL cuts, they'll be our 150 best. I, I absolutely would not think that. I think that we're going to have a good mix and maybe it ends up that more of the NFL guys are successful than the other guys, but I don't think of them in terms of tiers. I think in terms of circumstance. Some guys are in camp, some guys aren't, and we want to have both those guys have a chance. And that's why, in my perspective, we're all focused on the showcases, and we believe we're going to find a lot of great talent. And the coaches already – I talked to two coaches already today who, who are really excited about the guys coming to their showcases – and then we kind of change gears a little bit and go to the NFL training camps and evaluate guys there. And I think it's just two different steps in the process. It's not 
worse to better. So I, I honestly believe that. I, I know a lot of players here that, you know, NFL teams are surprised that guy's not in their roster or not in their 90-man roster or has a reason for not being there. But I think most people in the league, as well as in our situation of the XFL, we believe that this talent is not second tier. It's, it's just for circumstances, these guys are available to us, and we're excited about them. Eric, I, I somewhat asked you this question last time we talked to you back in December in terms of how your job is going to be different in December to now. Uh, you're putting this, these players yeah. together. They're going to be signed. They're going to be selected by these teams. Can you, can you let us know what your, uh, what's your life going to be like come uh, Q4 and even when the league launches in 2020? Yeah, I think first off, my you know my main focus right now is I can't think past July 13th at the St. Louis Showcase right now, so I'm kind of focused on these showcases. But but no, I think it's that kind of three-step process of showcases, evaluate these guys, get the best players here to work out, and hopefully get them to XFL contracts, the ones that are worthwhile, and then off the training camps, do the same thing then. And then come time in September, October for the XFL draft, and then we're on to kind of keep bringing in guys. And I think one of the benefits uh, for us is that you know we've got a constant source of players that we can we can go out and still get. Right, we're not limited by saying, hey, after the XFL draft, we can't get any more good players. We can get a lot more good players, whether it's from uh, guys' contracts in the CFL that expire uh, towards the end of the year, guys in the NFL their contracts expire in December. Um, guys in the middle that maybe had an injury before, but now they're available to us. So I think just like some NFL teams who, who you know find hidden gems, guys like Josh Johnson for the Washington Redskins a year ago, they signed him during the year. He ended up starting games for them. We think we can find a lot of guys like that at all positions later on. So I think for, for me, the, the evaluation period doesn't stop, and it's up to me to kind of work with our teams and, and fill holes where we need to, but really keep the talent flow incoming all year round, whether it's June and July, August and September for NFL cuts after the XFL draft during the season, guys are always available. And it's, it's I, my belief and my focus that, Hey, I want to keep finding these guys, keep finding XFL quality players from June, July, August, September, October, all the way through February, March, April, May. And of course we'll be evaluating the XFL rosters. And, you know, before you know it, after our first draft happens, we're thinking about XFL 2021, what kind of guys you want to have in there who may be available for us at that point. So we're always thinking ahead and, and we're excited to kind of build the XFL in year one and then look on at 2021, 2022, 2023, and moving forward. Well, Eric, this episode alone, we've learned so much about how, how truly how much talent there is out there that people aren't recognizing yeah. or not noticing. And this is really cool how the summer showcases and you in particular are harnessing this talent finally, putting it on display. That's what the XFL is going to be all about. So we couldn't be more excited. And uh, we ha- hope you have all the fun in the world at the summer showcases because uh, we know the hard work you've done leading up to them. We really appreciate your time. Well, I appreciate it. Hope to see you guys there. Where'd you come from, Bryant? <laughs> oh man it's been a whirlwind of a couple weeks but i'm, but I'm well, back you get here just in time for one of the most insightful conversations we've ever had on the show eric galco director of player personnel for the xfl laying it all out there the summer showcases i'm ready for man i'm gonna hit a couple of them i know you're going to one of them and he seems very confident that all the players at every one of the showcases is XFL ready and capable of putting on uh, a good performance on a football field. The, these aren't tryouts, was what I really took from that. These are workouts. Yeah, these aren't. These are definitely not tryouts. They are. Hey, we like you. Now give us all you got. Um, and, and the fact that they're going into technology, right? They're they're going to bring in um, uh, what, 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 advanced matrix, and I think is what, is what he said. Matrix uh, or me- me- metrics, if you're, but I know you're a big Keanu Reeves fan, so you can pronounce it however you want. 
<laughs> advanced metrics, excuse me. And, uh, you know, Eric Alko and his team have been putting in so many man hours, I'm sure, to get this completed and get this ready that this is this is their launch, basically, and and they're ready. And every single one of these players that are going to be there are going to are going to have a chance to be on an XFL team come 2020. And uh, we're ready. We're ready to, to see these players in action. We've talked to some of them today. We learned about what they're they're facing. We learned their stories. We're hoping to talk to some more players. An amazing episode this week. Players only edition. Uh, this is the XFL show. Uh, Vincent Jake uh, got out of here. Bryant got back from his honeymoon just in time to talk to Eric Galco. I, I feel like we did a great job. Now let's uh, let's let's regroup get to the patreon we've got some other stuff to do there bryant it is going to be a busy busy hot summer on this show and in the xfl so i hope i hope you uh, got all your r&r over with on that honeymoon because we got some work to do uh vacations are done let's get this rolling uh showcases are coming up it's gonna be a great summer uh, alan like you said you're going to a couple i'm gonna try to go to a few as well and uh and let's get oh man 2020 just can't get here fast enough though <laughs> everybody if you have any questions comments you want to be a part of the show there's the patreon which is the ultimate way to interact you could join there give to whatever tier you want or just hit us up at xfl show on twitter instagram or facebook and on twitter if you're a player direct messaging is open if you want to get on the show like our guests did today call the XFL fan line as well, 724-565-4XFL, any time you want, and leave a voicemail. For Jake, for Bryant, for Vince, for Glenn Quillet, for Brandon Robinson, for Matt Conroy, Anthony Johnson Sr., and Eric Galco, I'm Alan. This is the XFL Show. Remember, they're listening.